Binge the full week of The Ray Taylor Show ad-free over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. This is The Ray Taylor Show. Welcome to The Ray Taylor Show, where I bring you reviews of the latest movies and TV shows, as well as classic and foreign films. I'm your host, Ray Taylor, and on this podcast, I'll be talking about all things film and television. Whether you're looking for a new show to binge or want to know if that blockbuster is worth the trip to the theater, or just want to hear my thoughts on a classic or foreign film, I've got you covered. So join me every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for new episodes, and let's dive into the world of film and television together. On today's episode, I am talking about the new film, 2023, entitled Leave the World Behind. This is directed by Sam Ismael. Uh, written by, as well as written for the screen by Sam Ismail, wrote the screenplay, based on a book written by Ruman Alam. Uh, this movie stars, has a great cast, starring Julie Roberts, uh, Mahershala Ali, Ethan Hawke, uh, Mahala, Farah, Farah McKenzie, Charlie Evans, Kevin Bacon, uh, not a big cast, but a great cast. In this movie, a family's getaway to a luxurious rental home takes an ominous turn when a cyber attack knocks out their devices and two strangers appear at their door. Uh, that plot description is kind of spoilery, in my opinion. I mean, you do find out pretty early on those two things but uh for me i had no idea what to expect when i hit play on netflix for this movie i had seen one scene where a promotional clip that they put out where mahershal ali and uh mahala show up to the door of julie roberts and ethan hawk and they have a little conversation at the door that is very kind of confusing, like a interesting kind of a, what is going on in this clip. That is all I saw. So going into this movie, aside from seeing the cast, obviously, and seeing that little clip, I had no idea what to expect. I thought maybe this movie was going to be kind of a simple uh four-hander where it's just those four people in a house i didn't know there were other kids involved i didn't know there were uh bigger elements to this movie involved uh but i loved this movie and i think going in as fresh as possible not knowing anything about this movie is the best way to do it because i think the way information and questions are answered uh, and dispensed throughout this film is deliberate and intentional and done perfectly. I love this movie. Uh, and possibly, possibly, one of my favorite movies of the year. Obviously, there's a ton of movies that I haven't seen, that have been in theaters, that haven't been released yet, that I want to see. There are movies that are going to be coming out the in this month, as December tends to be the time all of the movies that people, that studios think are the best, that potentially could get awards, uh, get released. Uh, so I'm excited to see all the other movies that are were well-rated this year. But this one, I had so much fun. I loved this movie. And in many ways, this movie feels like an epic pilot episode to a miniseries that I would love to watch. Uh, by the end of the film, I had no idea how they would end this movie, how they would wrap things up as the end of the movie approached. And I'm looking at the the remaining runtime. I was like, how are they? How are they going to do it? How how is this going to end? And uh, somehow they pulled it off. And, and I mean, I know how they pulled it off, but it was a perfect ending. Uh, you know, and this movie is all about not knowing what is about to happen or what is going on in this movie. Um, I think ignorance is the the bliss that you can bring to this movie and not knowing. And I'm sure there's people out there, just as there are with all of these kinds of movies. Oh, I saw it coming. I had a feeling. 
maybe you did, but I, 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 I doubt that. People that say that stuff, it's just like, did you really? Or are you just saying that you knew Bruce Willis wasn't alive the whole time? Um, this movie, very deliberately paced. Characters in this movie are hesitant to share what they know. I love the writing of all of the different characters. I love the characters. Uh, but because of the kind of the hesitation these people have, these strangers have to telling each other what they know or what they th are thinking, uh, is very deliberate. Makes this very, very deliberately paced as far as what information gets shared throughout this movie, uh, which I appreciated that as well. Also, this movie has some of the most fun camera movements that I just, you have the tone of this film, thriller, drama, intense, stressful, confused. What is going on? Big mystery. What is going on? So many different, like, I don't know what world we are in. Like, is this like some sci-fi movie? Is this something else? What is going on? And you have these, these camera movements and like, dramatic zooms this movie starts off uh with julia roberts wanting to go out of town with her husband right getting away from people she hates people love julia roberts character relate to her a lot uh in some in some cases in some points of this movie uh and there's the camera zoom that just goes in and in and in and just like this from this wide shot of them in the, their bedroom to this this just persistent zoom in to right on her eyes, right on her face. Like the zoom of this this one moment is crazy and kind of sets the tone for what this camera is going to be doing in this movie. And I think it adds an energy to this movie that I appreciate it, right? This simple, stressful film and you have this 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 energetic camera that's like on dollies and like spinning around characters going from low positions to like these ominous high positions. And it's like, I don't know, uh, loved it, loved the energy of the camera. Uh, and then there were some scenes that involve like this unexpected, like massive scale where these things that you just haven't seen necessarily are happening which have been spoiled i've seen one of them spoiled in promotional materials that i hadn't seen before watching this movie and glad i didn't see before watching this movie because there are some like crazy like i want to see this director do like an action movie definitely has kind of a aside from the action aspect of it, definitely has a bit of a M. Night Shyamalan feel to it as well, but more energetic. Like, Shyamalan, definitely more slowly paced. This is like, this is almost like Shyamalan, but on stimulants <laughs> in some ways. I don't know. It's it, Or like Shyamalan mixed with like Michael Bay. With like a dash of Michael Bay. Or like Michael Bay who can tell a story like M. Night Shyamalan in the good Shyamalan stuff. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I, I, after watching this movie, huge fan of this director who's done, I think, mostly if not only TV stuff. He did a lot of uh, the, what, like, OK Robot or whatever that, that show was. I never saw it, but I maybe saw a couple episodes was not expecting the the directing and the camera movements that were in this uh and the writing i loved as well this guy wrote i mean it's based on a book clearly uh and this could have been i would have loved to see this as a miniseries uh, but even still the writing the the characters um the way this movie is so deliberately paced and the writings of the characters i loved these characters like just so much of this uh you know felt like grounded so much of this movie very grounded 
very real, uh, people acting in very unique ways and very justifiable ways, I would say, in most cases. Um, every element about this film uh, makes the whole story feel very grounded in a way, which I think also helps uh, and only makes the realizations that happen towards the end hit so much harder. I mean, I this movie, this movie. I Here's the thing. I love this movie. I haven't heard anything yet. I just watched it like two nights ago. Haven't heard anybody else's opinions of it. And I wouldn't be surprised if there are some haters. I don't know why. <laughs> I'm sure they would have justified reasonings for not liking this movie. But I love this movie. Like, I could see people not liking the camera movements in it. I don't know. I loved it. I loved it. I loved so. I loved everything about this movie. Is <laughs> is like fun, stressful, scary, confusing, and then like literally laugh out loud moments. Like there, like there's a running gag throughout this movie that just like finds a way to be funny. It multiple times, multiple times where. It, it's unexpected but also hits so good because of all of the other the uh, opposite end of the spectrum of emotions that we're having to have these like moments of levity it's great it's great i do want to talk about spoilers i do want to talk about spoilers and if you haven't seen this movie don't listen to this part until you watch the movie unless you're somebody listen you're not going to enjoy this movie as much if you spoil if it's spoiled for you if you've seen promotional stuff if you've seen clips from the movie you've seen that i don't even know what the trailer has in it but like this is a movie you don't want to be spoiled you will appreciate watching this movie fresh and learning and things being uncovered as they're intended to be uncovered in the process of watching this movie because if you know where this move what this movie is about going into it it dramatically changes all of the tension so anyway spoiler warning let's take a short break from this episode listeners are you an art lover like i am or simply somebody who appreciates unique creativity i've got something you'll adore Dive into the world of the many faces, an ongoing series of mesmerizing ink paintings on paper. Each piece is a captivating blend of abstract and surreal, always presenting a face that tells its own story. The dedication behind the series is unmatched, with new paintings being released daily, and if you're thinking about owning one, you're in luck. You can start with a 4x6 painting for just $20. And if you desire something grander, there are larger sizes available with prices to match. Imagine having an original piece of art infused with emotion and mystery gracing your space. So if you're intrigued, don't wait. Check out the entire collection and get your own at InspiredDisorder.com. Own a piece of creativity that will truly stand out. Now let's get back to the show. The way this movie starts, like I said, the music is also great, too. A lot of great music, dramatic zooms, floating, this camera floating through the car. Starting, I mean, the way we're, aside from them packing up, we're going on this trip, right? Life is stressful. I hate people, right? This Julie Roberts character, love that. And then they get in their car, and everybody's in their own world. Julie Roberts' character, she's on her phone. You have the dad driving, listening to music in his own world. You have the son playing video games on his phone with headphones on. You have the daughter watching Friends on her tablet. But everybody is in their own world. Right? And another movie. There's so many movies I've seen recently where it's split up by chapters. Obviously, you know, it's based on a book. So that kind of, I guess, makes sense. It's just a weird trend I've seen. So many movies, and I don't even know if they're all recent movies that I've seen this in, but it, a lot of the movies I've seen recently are split up into chapters. 
which isn't horrible. It's just a weird, a weird trend that I've seen. Um, but you have them getting away from the city, right? Go to an Airbnb, this like massive, gorgeous house. Uh, that's you know they're from New York City. They're just outside of the city. Like you can, there are shots where you, they can see the city kind of from where they are. But they have the beach. It's away from people. Uh, they go to the beach trip, which ends with the one of the promotional clips that I've seen that I'm glad I didn't see. This beach trip where the oil tanker runs aground is just the scale of it is crazy. I mean, right when they get to the beach and the girl's like, hey, look at that boat out there. I knew something crazy is going to happen with that boat that I like my first thought would is, is going to like run aground. Maybe it's going to blow up. Something's going to happen with that boat. Like they point that boat out and she's got her eye on that boat the whole time. And to see it actually run aground is a crazy moment, right? The scale of that wasn't expecting, right? Then you have the scene that I saw the clip from where the owners of the house show up, you know, and which is out of context seeing that scene in just the clip it's like what is going on like is like i thought maybe it was like i didn't know in the clip you don't know that they are renting it's an airbnb like it almost seems like they they own the house and these other people show up saying they own the house and it's like what is going on like is there some kind of weird time you know like uh, alternate dimension kind of stuff what is going on here that is not it the owners of the airbnb show up right which you know watching this thinking about what i would do right from the outside watching it, it as a movie at home watching it i was thinking oh i'd be on the husband's side i'd be on ethan Hawke's side clay right it's like it makes complete sense I mean, he knows her name, the emails. I love how uh, the daughter, Ruth, I love how abrasive she is with everything. It's like, oh, come on, people. What are we doing here? He owns this house, right? And, of course, it's his dad's house. And Mahershala Ali is great as GH. Love that. But in that situation, watching it at home, I'm like, oh, I for sure I'm on the side of Ethan Hawke. But thinking of what who I am, and how much I hate people and do not trust people and think everything is a scam, uh, I would probably be on the side of Julie Roberts' character, Amanda. Like, I would be so, like, you're showing up at the middle of the night. I'd be so confused ha after having a few glasses of wine or whatever, and these people show up and, like, wait, what? You, you're coming here for, why are you coming here? eventually it would make sense i would probably want proof like she doesn't ask for his id until later but then he goes and he unlocks the locked liquor cabinet to get out a stack of uh, money to pay them to like refund them so he can sleep in their their granny flat on the 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 basement and when he did that like there'd be things to be like okay like it, it seems like you do have this house and it's like okay big blackout whatever's going on i think i would probably be more accepting but i know in that situation i'd be like nah <laughs> nah I mean, i'm not what is going on here no I'm so, we rented this place you i don't know go somewhere else i don't know like you'd have to do more convincing but watching it i'm like yeah ethan hawk come on let him in it's who cares just be nice it's a massive house they seem like nice people but, uh, I mean, the daughter seems, you know, a little bit prickly, but still, it, it kind of makes sense, you know. Uh, yeah, I'd be, I'd be kind of paranoid because, you know, I don't trust people. I'm not a fan of people. I don't like being around people. I don't like my plans being changed. I don't like other people having control over my plans. I don't like that. Um, and I for sure wouldn't be able to like relax or sleep well if I'm at 
somebody else's house that I'm renting, Airbnb. And even if they did show up, the owners did show up and proves like, oh, this is this is legit my place. Um, I still wouldn't be able to relax. I'd be like, this is like we should just get out of here. We should get another place. Um, although no internet action, so you wouldn't be able to just replace it. Uh, and then you see it from the homeowner's perspective as they go into the basement right that they own the house they are paying essentially to live in their own house in the like guest bedroom or whatever and uh he definitely seems to know more about what's really going on right and they both have this desire to get the other family out of their house it's like something is happening and we don't want to be with these this family that's already doesn't trust us right so it's interesting going from the perspective of uh the stanfords right you clay and amanda from their perspectives and then going to the perspective of uh the scots in the in the basement Uh, but the dad definitely has the idea that they might be there for a while. Like whatever is happening, this might be longer. We don't want to be stuck with these people, but both families are hiding things. Like he's clearly hiding stuff. They never told them about the oil tanker. Right. So we're already like, I'm already in my head. I'm like, okay, at some point these people need to start opening up to each other about what they know which that would be something I would definitely be. I'm like, I'd be like, we need to figure out like, this is some weird shit I saw. What did you see? Um, and then of course you have the, the TV with the whole emergency broadcast thing. And you get the flash of a news broadcast that it was all a cyber attack. I'm like, Oh, okay. So this is kind of what, what we're dealing with. And that's kind of, you know, the first opening act you kind of see, okay so that you kind of get an idea of what's going on but it's not the whole picture right but that first 34 minutes i was hooked absolutely i was like i am my eyes are wide open i am in this movie i am like i can't wait to find out what's going on i like all these characters and actors let's do this uh you have also the fun contrast with the kids not being able to have their technology right these kids that have grown up in technology and parents that have clearly kind of know how to function a little bit without their technology but without internet like they have they're like nothing they can't do anything right when the system breaks down you're just gonna have nothing uh all the deer showing up is concerning and that's one aspect that never gets explained which is another promotional thing I saw from Netflix recently, actually right before I started recording on Instagram, I saw the this where Netflix put these mechanical deer everywhere to like film people seeing like all these deer randomly showing up everywhere. Which when they show up in the the movie, like are they trying to tell us something? Uh it I th probably I'm assuming the book fleshes that out a little bit more. You also have the flamingos that show up out of nowhere. Um, but definitely is concerning seeing all these deer kind of showing up in flocks, just kind of staring at you. Um, and then you have everything just kind of hitting the fan. You have GH. Well, when GH goes, like they're all, Clay goes to get, information in town which of course without gps he gets lost gh goes to the neighbor who's the the house is trashed and when he gets to the house i'm like oh did like rioters get like they know it's a rental property or whatever or knew that it was open so did people trash the house that's kind of what it looked like people ransacked it but like there's still stuff there and you're like what is going on and then you see like he's trying to do the thing and then he like the camera pans up you see him go to the beach like the right next to the beach or whatever 
And he sees something on the beach, and he goes to pick it. It's this watch that's on the beach. He picks it up, and it's attached to a severed arm. And then I'm like, wait, what is going on with this movie? And then he looks around, which, in retrospect, if you're walking onto a beach, obviously, yeah, you see the watch. In your periphery, you are seeing the beach littered with bodies. You are seeing the fuselage of this crashed plane sticking out of the water. Like, he would have seen those things as he was approaching the beach. But in the moment, I didn't even think of that until just now. And But it's a great reveal when he's like, oh, severed arm, and then he looks around and is like, oh, there's bodies everywhere. Oh, and there's a plane there. And then there's the scene that I did not expect. I did not expect at all. I mean, first off, we have the oil tanker crashing, which I didn't expect. And now we have when he sees the airliner approaching. And I'm like, what is going on? And you see it crash. And you see how he just gets inside the house in time for that the rush of water and everything get shot at him. Like, that. the scale of that was like, I need to see this director do an action movie. Because that was a great, great scene. Like, like insane. Right? The scale of it, crazy. And it cuts to Clay, who's lost. And he sees this this woman on the side of the road, speaking f- Spanish, frantic. And he just leaves her. Which, another th- another moment where you're like you know putting yourself in the the shoes of these characters and like he doesn't know what's happening yet all he knows is there's a blackout right all he knows is that that's all he knows and then there's this woman on the side of the road kind of out in the middle of nowhere who he can't communicate with and he is definitely more accepting of people i would understand julie roberts character driving away but him driving away like i mean i I hate to say it if i see somebody like i first off i don't know if i'm stopping i probably slowing down and then when i see like i can't communicate with you i have no way to help you i'm not just gonna bring you in it was like, oh, get in my car and we won't be able to communicate. And am I going to drive you to where? I don't even know where to go. I mean, maybe she could have told him where to go at some point. But, yeah, like, it's an interesting moment where you're like, what would I do in that moment? And then when he gets chased by what I thought was a plane, turns out to be a drone dropping leaflets. I thought it was like a plane spraying shit. And I was like, oh, maybe this is like turning people crazy or whatever a stressful scene like i like see, to see that i'd be just as freaked out as him trying to drive away from it um the kids finding the shack the shack i'm sure has something more to do in the book because in this movie it's just a location where characters go to a couple times and there's clearly somebody else that sleeps there that maybe there's a character that was left out, but I don't like the shack stuff. Maybe the book fleshes out more. Um, but it's a scene where it's like all of these things are cutting between each one where it's like the tension is ramping up, right? You have the older brother telling the younger sister this story about the person in the shack who's like stalking her and can see her bedroom from the shack. And meanwhile, you're seeing, uh, you're seeing GH running away from this plane. You have clay driving away from this drone, dropping leaflets. Like all of these things are cutting back and back and back. And you're like, Holy shit, ramping up, ramping up, ramping up. Great, great moment. Uh, and just splitting up. So they get home. And then the family, Stanford family, decides to leave, right? Somehow Clay finds his way home. They kind of share a little bit more information, right? The pamphlet is Death to Americans written in uh, some Middle Eastern language. 
that the son knew from a video game that he plays. Um, we find out about the crashing planes. I think they share, like they find out that things are kind of falling apart, like in America. And the Stanfords are like, okay, we got to go to our family's house in New Jersey, which they have to drive through New York City to get to, which doesn't make any sense. Like the fact that they leave doesn't make any I mean, like on one level, maybe it does. But like, I don't know. Like that doesn't seem like a good idea. But it introduces us to a super interesting aspect to what might happen in the reality of the situation which i love that this movie is really kind of showing what could happen if people actually hacked our system and had control or shut down our satellites and this great moment where you have this the road that they're on trying to get away just slammed packed clogged up with teslas which I can't imagine Elon Musk being okay with that. Like, for a guy who loves to sue people, as many, and is very, like, gets very emotional about people insulting his companies that he purchases and pretends that he, he's, he like, created. Uh, seeing the road just clogged up with Teslas was cr- great. Just genius. Loved it. And then them getting away, having to drive, dodging oncoming Teslas. Intense moment, right? Uh, Just another Elon Musk investment that will ruin the country eventually, uh, if given the chance. Um, But yeah, I can't imagine. Like, I would not be surprised if Elon Musk uh, tries to sue Netflix or the director. You know, just like... Because that's it's not like it was another. It was almost like product placement, but the worst kind. <laughs> like you don't want to. It's not a movie that's going to make you want to go get a Tesla because it just highlights the fact that they can be hijacked and then just you don't have control over anymore. Um, but a great moment in the movie. You have the running gag which I love the tragedy of the daughter never being able to watch the series finale of friends. I, I love that every time they cut to her tablet, for some reason it's on <laughs> and on the screen of like the play screen to start playing the last episode, but like with the little message of no internet connection. First off, you're going on a trip. You should have downloaded those. That's the first mistake that 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 girl made is you're going on a trip. You want to finish like your goal is to finish friends, maybe download it to your tablet so you don't have to worry about Internet. Uh, But it's a hilarious gag that uh, that runs through this provides some great um, comedy relief. Let's take a short break from this episode. Hey, loyal listeners of the Ray Taylor show. You know, it's one thing to tune in and engage with the content I passionately create for you, but what if I told you there's a way to wear your fandom? Introducing our exclusive line of merchandise inspired directly by the vibes and visuals of this very podcast. From stylish t-shirts that'll make you stand out in a crowd, to our eco-friendly biodegradable phone cases adorned with artwork inspired by the show. You can now carry a piece of the Ray Taylor Show wherever you go. Whether you're looking to make a fashion statement, protect your phone with some flair, or simply want to show off your love of the show, our merchandise has got you covered. Ready to rock our gear? Head on over to InspiredDisorder.com and get yours today. Wear the show, be the vibe. Now let's get back to that very show. And then you kind of see these people bonding, right? You have Ruth and... uh ruth and clay bonding over while they share a vape you have uh, amanda and hg bonding over drinks which ends up going to dancing which ends up going to like reminding them that they are both married and should and you know drunk and should because they're 
chemistry between Julia Roberts and Mahersha Ali is great. It, it, like, totally buy it in that moment. And you're like, oh, this could – I don't think it's going to go there, but definitely could see it going there. And even Julia Roberts dancing reminded me of Elaine from Seinfeld dancing. Like, aside from her, she never did the kick out that Elaine did in the horrible dancing part of Elaine Bennis's, uh character. But, like, definitely she was doing some great white girl dancing. Uh, Julia Roberts in that scene uh, loved it loved that loved that scene loved the fact that they're bonding kind of getting to know each other um, and of course the boy gets a tick bite and then gets instantly sick this is the one aspect of the movie which maybe the books flesh it out more but it's w the one aspect of the movie unlike the deer that is just confusing never really explained but an aspect that do is not grounded I do not buy. Obviously, getting a tick bite, you can get uh, Lyme's disease, which is can can present itself in so many different ways that most of the times it's even hard to diagnose that somebody has Lyme's disease. But like the fact that this kid, after getting bit by a tick, so f instantly starts losing his teeth and puking blood. I don't really buy that he would get sick that fast. Um, I mean, I can definitely see him getting sick. I can definitely see things happening. I also can't see it being fixed with him just taking some random pills because Lyme's disease is extremely difficult to diagnose from my from what I know and even more difficult to cure because it is like kind of a host of a lot of different things that can present present in f various uh d different symptoms um but yeah that's one aspect that i'm like no way but it is what it is uh it provides some some s scary moments um but the sexual tension between amanda and hg is definitely palpable uh then they start getting these noise bombs, which are like, man, like everything that's happening is like, oh, that, I mean, yeah, that would, that would drive people insane. Just a loud noise that you can't escape. I mean, for sure, put headphones in. The kids should put headphones on. I mean, they were out in the, the forest or whatever, but still, um, I love Ruth's character. She's super on point, pretty much not trusting, similar to Amanda, but uh, in a different way for sure. I mean, just not trusting of white people. As And she points out that they're still sleeping in the basement of the home that they own after these people left and couldn't go anywhere because of the Teslas and came back to their house and yet they are still sleeping in the basement right that's when she pointed out i was like oh shit that's right i forgot they left and they should they, they there definitely should have been a moment where we're like okay you're back we need to figure this out first off we're not sleeping in the basement anymore i'm sleeping we, we can take the master bedroom the main bedroom and then you guys can split up in the di other bedrooms. Uh, but this is our house. We're not going to be sleeping in the guest room anymore. Um, and then we have the kid. F first off, this kid, sick. Okay, I can understand him getting a, a fever or whatever, him getting sick. When he wakes up the next morning and starts pulling his teeth out, he is way calm about pulling his being able to pull his teeth out and pulling his teeth out if i pulled a tooth out i might pass out like i wouldn't be for, i wouldn't be grabbing at other teeth i would be like just hopefully they stay in there uh but yeah that was another aspect that i'm like i don't know i mean people act in different ways um but then they split up again you have of course 
Uh, Ruth and Amanda stay home to look for Rose, who disappeared, who said this great line, a quote from uh, a quote from um, another show that I can't West Wing, I think Um, the Aaron Sorkin years she saw. Uh, And uh, so she's kind of out being proactive but nobody knows where she is so amanda and and uh, ruth stay back to look for her uh and now we have so that sets up a different dynamic of ruth and amanda having to bond and work together and then you have hg and clay taking danny to the contractor archie for medical help which is the prepper kevin uh kevin bacon who we see at the be- towards the beginning of the movie stocking up on stuff at the store because he knows shit's going to hit the fan. Um, so in some ways, this movie is kind of like a prepper, like a pro-prepper, which sure, you know, sure. I mean, if shit hits the fan, yeah, people that better stockpiled with certain things are going to do better for sure. Uh, but they're going to see if he can get medical help. Um, then you have, and this is where, like, th- this I'm realizing is towards the end of the movie. And I'm feeling like this would be a great series. Like, all this stuff, I don't know how they're going to wrap it up. Uh, but it's like, just, like, it. it it's i just want to keep going with this story and these characters and this movie knows how to ramp up these separate situations that are going right it's one thing when you have movies where characters are all separated and it makes the story feel fractured because it's following too many stories but this one in the editing so great at how everything kind of ramps up simultaneously uh where ruth surrounded by the deer at the cabin again and you have amanda running to protect ruth and scare them away right and then you have the whole hg and danny you have danny pulling a gun on clay and hg hg well pulling a gun on hg and then clay stepping in between them to try and calm the situation down and it's just this intensity that is building and building, cutting between these two things. Um, and I'm looking at the runtime, and it's like there's 18 minutes left, and I don't know how this is supposed to wrap up, right? This feels like an episode one leading to a cliffhanger. But it's like this can't be. Like this can't be a cliffhanger. This is this is a film, Dude, if I look right now and this is a miniseries, okay, no, it's a, it's a film. <laughs> I I would be so happy if looking to find out that this was a miniseries. Uh, but this is a film, and not a short film, but feels this feels like a ninety minute film, uh, and it's two hours twenty minutes. But it's like not a whole lot of movie left, right? You still have credits to roll, and we are just ramping up to some crazy situations right uh and now you see what we finally get after this interaction where the kid gets the magic pills to cure his lyme's disease which is ridiculous um one that the guy would even have that medicine but two that that medicine even exists but this is where you get HG kind of filling in the rest of the blanks about this friend that he's this investor guy that he uh, invests for this guy that makes jokes about being part of an evil, evil cabal Um, and saying like people with that kind of power, they're not controlling anything, but people with that kind of power are given a heads up before everybody else and will have opportunities to get out of the way of crazy shit happening. And him getting out of the United States was a big, was the big kind of thing for him. And also remembering 
something that he told him of how they would they could destabilize a government if they wanted to like super easy steps to do it and then the realization of those steps being the reality that we've lived through in this movie have taking down the satellites removing communication then making people and then causing confusion right with the pamphlets people saying that they saw pamphlets in different languages in different places so not knowing who the actual enemy is and then also having these noise bombs making you crazy and just setting the stage for everybody in that country to just attack each other which our country is primed to do and if this were to happen if somebody were to hack the satellite says take down communications right separate people start doing these psychological manipulations trying to confuse people of who the actual enemy is 100 percent, we would it would start a civil war and that is what this movie like that's what you think this movie is about right that is what the miniseries would be about the miniseries would be about this was the pilot episode of the miniseries and the miniseries would be about what a civil war would actually look like in america in 2023 right that's what the miniseries is about but when the movie ends the way this movie wraps up you find out this movie isn't about what a civil war in america looks like this movie is about this girl who wants to finish watching friends and when you see after we have all the information available we know this is about what a civil war this is the civil war is happening but then we see what ruth is not ruth we see what uh rose has been up to she went to that house that people looked at a couple times this neighbor's house and she got inside this house and she found the bunker the fallout shelter that was built and in the fallout shelter after eating a bunch of junk food she goes in here and she opens a cupboard and she sees this giant these giant shelves of DVDs and I'm like, "Oh, this is I know what's happening here. I know what's happening here. Like I know. This I know what's happening. She's going to find a box set of friends and she's going to be able to watch finally. And you have the old school DVD menu, the one where it ends. And she she finally gets to watch her final the final episode of Friends because she was proactive and found the house that has the bunker that, you know, her family is probably going to find, too. You know, they can see that house from the shack as well. And, you know, Clay and HG found out about this neighbor, Danny from Danny, that this neighbor also had some you know under the under the table construction going on uh, a bunker so th they're all probably what happens after this movie ends is everybody goes and they set up camp at this house um but yeah made me laugh this running gag throughout this movie of this girl just wanting to see how friends ends because of her uh forward thinking and uh you know being proactive uh, she found it. She found the episode. You know, that's so great. The I'd like. Oh, that's what <laughs> this whole movie hasn't been about the the Civil War. This whole movie's been about this girl trying to fulfill and finish watching Friends. It's great. I love this movie so much. The twist or the reveal of what's actually happening—that it's a Civil War—is amazing i mean terrifying don't get me wrong because it seems absolutely legit everything that happens in this movie f feels yes that would that's all that stuff would probably happen i could see all of those things happening that makes complete sense the slow release of information worked perfectly in this movie like, I, there's so many times, like, why aren't you just telling him? And then eventually he does. And usually right after I'm yelling, 
HG, why aren't you telling her? And he doesn't really tell everything, every, everybody everything. And the way the end makes the story about the girl's desire to watch the series finale of Friends was a perfect way to end it. I didn't know how they would do it, and they did it in the perfect way. Uh, you know, seeing the runtime expire just as it seems. Everything is just, everybody is finally realizing what is happening, what their new reality is, right? That they're existing in the, the a civil war in United States in 2023. One makes me want to see the miniseries of that, right? The American Civil War. Uh, right. I just want to see what happens next and had no idea how they could end it. Uh, and as soon as I saw that bookshelf of DVDs, one made me wish I still had all of my DVDs in case there is a civil war in case shit does really hit the fan. However, uh, you know, it also made me think, uh, made me realize, uh, how this movie was going to end, which I love. Once I realized, oh, this is how it's going to end. It was perfect, you know? This running gag that ended up paying off in the most satisfying way literally made me laugh out loud, right? The perfect moment after seeing exactly how this, seeing how our country could possibly get the next civil how like the reality of what would put us in another civil war would hundred one hundred percent would do that and how like terrifying that is so to have the running gag the comic relief be the end was perfect i absolutely loved it uh love this movie thank you all for tuning in to the ray taylor show i do hope you enjoyed my thoughts on leave the world behind that's what it's called right Yep, leave the world behind. I hope you enjoyed my thoughts on this movie that I absolutely love. Don't forget to tune in uh, every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for more movie and TV show reviews. And join the conversation by leaving a comment or rating on your favorite podcast platform or on YouTube.com slash Inspired Disorder. Until next time, man, enjoy the show because you never know if you'll be able to finish it. Subscribe to The Ray Taylor Show on YouTube and everywhere podcasts are found. Binge the full week ad-free over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. Purchase Ray Taylor Show merch over at InspiredDisorder.com. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Peace. Out. Today is the day where you wake up and you realize that everything that you've been dreaming about, everything that you've been wanting, every goal and wish and hope that you've ever had can become real. Dreams can come true. What you manifest in your mind, you can bring to reality.